We are inching ever closer to the playoffs. And, oh, man, the matchups are something else. And on top of that, there are some new head coach vacancy updates, some big names out. We're going to cover that. And on top of that, the all-pro list has been revealed. So it's an exciting time to be a football fan. We're going to cover all of that right here on the Fumble Rooski podcast. Good evening. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast brought to you by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Web Consulting. I am your host, CJ Medeiros. With me is my good friend and co-host and one of the happiest Ravens fans right now, Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Number one seed, first round bye. Don't have to worry about the wild card round. Ah, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I used to be in those shoes as a Pats fan, but that's either here nor there. So, <laughs> oh, you know, we are going to break down these playoff matchups. We will deliver you some updates on the head coaching vacancies and a position that was filled. But first, we're going to tackle the NFL All-Pro list. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it's an exciting time to be a football fan. The All-Pro list has been revealed as usual. So... And, uh, well, Tuck, you're, you're a happy camper, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because some of his Ravens have made it on there. What? So, Us? Can it be? On, not just one, but three on the first team All-Pro? <laughs> three Ravens on the first team All-Pro. How do you like that? It's pretty so, good, I'm not going to lie. Yep, so, this is the All-Pro first team. Ready? Mm-hmm. NFL PA players, all pro first team. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Justin, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to think about that? I mean, it was obvious he was going to get it. And quite honestly, I'm I'm happy for him. Um he's deserving of the award. I uh it's yes, very much deserved. And hopefully we can keep this momentum going. Nice, nice. All right. And for our running back, we get, well, this is really no surprise, Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers. No shot. Well-deserved. Yeah, arguably in the MVP race as far as non-players go. But non-player, but I mean non-quarterbacks go. But non-quarterbacks never win because this is the NFL. Yeah. And for fullback, you know, I feel like this is one, even though he's not on the Ravens anymore, you should be happy about Kyle Juszczyk. I will always be happy when he makes the list. Yeah. Just, he former Raven, now a 49er. I'm, I'm happy for him. Congratulations, Kyle. And at wide receiver with, well, no surprise, Tyreek Hill. And two, C.D. Lamb. He had a good year this year. He's been yeah. that good to guy, and he's been proven and deserving yeah. of it. Tight end, uh, Taylor Swift side piece this week, Travis Kelsey. Really, I I don't know why. I just felt like no tight end like popped out to like didn't be deserving of first team. All-pro. Yeah, you know we all know tight ends a very top heavy position, but Travis Kelsey had a bit of a down year. Now, not to brag, but I do believe I predicted that because, like I said, when Mahomes has nobody to throw to, everyone's just going to double-team Kelsey all they want. Not saying Kelsey had a bad year, but this is based on name value alone. Yeah, it's not the same. And, was. and of course, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. San, from the San Francisco 49ers, big Trent Williams, because, you know, Obviously. best tackle in the game. 
Left guard, Joel Batonio of the Cleveland Browns. Congrats. Center, the other Kelsey, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles. At right guard from the Dallas Cowboys, Zach Martin, arguably the one of, if not the best guard in the league. Mm-hmm. And right tackle, Lane Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's fair. What do you think? I mean, I really don't have any major qualms with this list. I mean, tight end could be a little iffy, you know, solely because, uh, you know, no one was really that spectacular. Although I do want to tip my hat to George Kittle, who did put up 65 catches, broke 1,000 yards, and had six touchdowns. Yeah. I think he had a – I wouldn't say bounce back year, but I think he's playing better now than he has in quite some time. Yeah. Now that he's not injured, it's, uh, it's really nice. And uh, I'm not saying give him first team all pro, but I, but the rookie from the Lions tight end, Sam Laporta, 86 catches, 889 yards, and 10 tutties, as the kids say. That's a pretty good year for a tight end. Pretty. And I expect him only to get better. Moving if on. From that injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, edge rushers, Miles Garrett and Max Crosby from the Browns and Raiders, respectively. No TJ Watt? No TJ Watt, Justin. Like he didn't make the he didn't make the the list? He did not make first team all pro, no. Huh. That's that's a gripe, even though well, I hate yeah. the Steelers. <laughs> He had I feel like Tuck and I are united in our dislike of the Steelers. But TJ Watt, TJ Watt, who had 19 sacks, and correct me if I'm wrong, led the league? Yes, he led the league in three different seasons in sacks. He's the only person to do it outside of J.J. Watt. His brother. Yeah, hey, I don't know what's in the water at the Watt household, but give me some of that. I need some of that because it's ridiculous. How does he have 19 sacks and not make first team? All right. I don't know. I don't know. So they did a nose tackle and two interior defensive linemen. So they gave us from the New York Giants, Dexter Lawrence, who's sneakily underrated, but he's pretty good. To nobody's surprise, Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs and Aaron Donald of the LA Rams. I have to accept this. But I really wanted Justin Matabike to make it. He deserved it this year, in my eyes. 13 yeah, sacks is probably from the defensive but tackles. I don't know, man. Chris Jones is just on a whole other level this year. Yeah, because Chris Jones is looking to get paid just like Justin Matabike. But damn, I was I was hoping he was going to make first team all pro. But oh well, I'll settle for second team. Yeah. Yeah, he did make second team all pro. And uh, for off-ball linebackers, we were given two. From the Baltimore Ravens, Roquan Smith, and to no one's surprise from the San Francisco 49ers, Fred Warner. Much deserved. Justin, wow, you are just a really happy camper. Yeah, Roquan Smith deserved to be a first-team All-Pro this year. No surprise that Fred Warner would be there with him. They both had amazing seasons. I'm not shocked by this. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. You got a three Ravens first-team All-Pro. Doesn't get much better than that. And for corners, Deron Bland of the Dallas Cowboys and Pat Sertan of the Denver Broncos. I understand why they got where they got. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, Bland has what we call Trayvon Diggs syndrome, where... He racks up interceptions, but that's just because teams are, aren't afraid of him. Because, you know, he gives up, you know, he hemorrhages yards and he gives up touchdowns. But he did break the pick six record, so there's something to be said for that, yeah? He'll give you some, but he'll take some, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Patrick Sertan's a, a good one. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with being, him being on here, but his team is probably what's making his value go down to me. Yeah. Then, of course, at safety, we got Jesse Bates, the third, 
Well deserved. He had an amazing yep. year for Atlanta, even though they yep, just lost the playoffs. And strong safety, Baltimore Ravens, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, this one should have been unanimous in my eyes. There's not a better strong safety in the league. Yeah. Unless you count yeah. Antoine Winfield as a strong safety. Eh, it varies day to day. But but the NFL Player Association was also kind enough to bless us with special teams as well. Yeah. The kicker, Brandon Aubrey of the Dallas Cowboys. And though Tuck and I probably aren't the biggest Cowboys fans you'll ever meet. No. Nope. I do have to give Brandon Aubrey his props. My man was 36 of 38 when it came to field goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the NFL's leading scorer. And he made like some like 94% of his extra points or something. And he kicked a 60-yarder. Yep. So, you know, well-deserved, I would say. Congrats. He deserved it. Uh, I wouldn't. Any other year, it's Justin Tucker. But this year, Tuck had a bad year. So, can't really argue about it. And for returners, our kick returner is Green Bay's Keyshawn Nixon, and our punt returners is Darius Davis from the LA Chargers. And with and our core special teamer, according once again to the NFLPA.com, because this is you know their all pro team, their core special teamer was Jalen Reeves Mabin of Detroit and long snapper Ross Matisic, I think that's how it's pronounced, of Jacksonville. And before we move on, I do want to mention how there were ties today. Okay. There was a tie, actually, at left guard. It was given to Betonio, but a tie was made with Tyler Smith of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he's been a beast on a roll this year. Yeah. I've seen some of his clips. Oh, he's a finisher for real. Yeah. And also, there was another core special teamer. It was Brendan Schooler of the New England Patriots. Hey, kids, we got an all-pro. An all-pro at least. Yeah. It's like, just uh, don't ask what position. (laughs) So, Justin, what what are your big takeaways? And if you want, you can talk about the other Ravens that made second team. Um, uh, TJ Watt not being on first team bothers me a little bit, even though he is a Steelers and F him. But him not being on the list is shocking to me, even though I do think Miles Garrett and Max Crosby are deserved. I thought Matt Abike should have been first team all pro, but I understand the people that are in front of him. His time will come. And for the most part, I have no problems with the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. So all in all, not a bad list this year. It's actually a pretty darn good list. Yeah. You know, there's always some controversy, but this year was pretty good. But Steelers fan or not, I do have a hard time looking past the T.J. Watt NFL sack leader omission. I can't look past it either. Um, he's He has 19 sacks, and you guys just look past it as if it doesn't exist. How do you do that? Like, how does that even happen? Yeah, I feel like there's got to there should be at least a rule that says if you lead in a major statistical category, you know, like passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, receptions, receiving yeah. touchdowns, like you you gotta make the All Pro at least in some capacity, first or second. I wouldn't say that because that's like saying James Carner that one year he led the league in touchdowns was a first team All Pro, but he wasn't better than Derek Henry or Christian McCaffrey. Okay, then he could have made second team. With only one running back? Perhaps. I don't remember off the top of my head, so maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there, but imagine if I was. The problem with just saying uh, a certain stat should automatically give you all pro is if a person has those stats and you look at the list and, like, they have the stats, they should be an all pro. It's like he doesn't fit, I guess. For an example, TJ Watt, sure if he had 19 sacks, but if he's not getting doubled and he's not a major player – it doesn't mean anything. He's just collecting. That? Well, that's not his fault if he's not getting doubled, but whatever. You know, we'll agree to disagree. It's, I mean, you do have a solid point. I will tell you. But we are going to have to move on. Now, before we jump into these playoff matchups, we do have some more news. Well, 
there are more head coaching vacancies from when last we spoke. And believe you me, there are some big ones. And if you want to find out, don't go away. Tune back in next to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast brought to you by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am your host, CJ Medeiros. With me is my good friend and co-host, Justin Tucker. And before we uh, kick off here with our head coach vacancies, I want to point out how there is a discrepancy here about all pros how this was the nfl players association all pro the ap all pro you know the associated press is quite different this one does have tj watt making the list writing the players association wrongs all right i can it also includes quincy williams and sauce gardner of the new york jets trent mcduffie of the chiefs and antoine winfield over who Winfield, no, 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 not over Hamilton. Don't worry, over Bates. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, we were about to have World War Three there for a second, but but oh, yeah, you can yeah, breathe, man. That's all good. And oh, also, is- also, the AP first team offense features George Kittle over Travis Kelsey, and it includes a third receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, and who did they replace? Uh, Saint. Oh, it replaced the other running. I, I actually don't know who it replaced. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I don't have the other one in front of me. So yeah, people. Uh, apparently there's two all pros. Just you know, one for the player association, one for the AP. Nobody really knows why. Because they have very different opinions on how it should be. Yeah. Anyway, the AP all pro. I'm just gonna blaze through this. All right. First team offense, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Joe Tooney, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, and Panay Sewell. Joe Tooney? Yeah. First team defense, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, Quincy Williams, Deron Bland, Sauce Gardner, Trent McDuffie, Kyle Hamilton, and Antoine Winfield. Special teams, Brandon Aubrey, A.J. Cole, punter, punt returner, Rashid Shaheed, kick returner, Keyshawn Nixon, special teamer, Miles Kilbrew, and long snapper, still Matissic from Jacksonville. Why? Why? No, 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 no. Why? Why is there such a difference? But you know what? We'll just call that the official one, and we will just keep chugging along. I don't have a problem with this for the most part. Now, that one is much more acceptable to me. But that's neither here nor there. The the, uh, head coach vacancies. In the words of the immortal Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Well, there's no beating around the bush here, kids. The Seattle Seahawks have... uh, Moved on from head coach Pete Carroll, not quite a firing, but they told him they wanted to go in a different direction. But he will be brought back as a uh, as like a front off. He'll still have some role with the team. He just won't be the head coach. I don't really know what it is he'll be doing, but he will be back. But that's small potatoes compared to the fact that the Patriots mutually part ways with legendary head coach and future Hall of Fame head coach Bill Belichick. Billard Belichick. Yeah, uh, something like that. I just, I don't know. This is the first time since 
I was born that the Patriots will not have either Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, unironically, like, how do you do that? I can't believe. First off, congratulations to Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick on an amazing coaching career, respectively. Number two, it's about time for them to collect their AARP checks. There we go. It's about time. I'm I'm happy for Bill to finally retire and set off into the sunset. He's not retiring, Justin. He wants to keep coaching. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Until he says otherwise, I can put it out there. Uh, P. Carroll, I know you're done coaching at least, so congratulations on you, and I hope you hope the best of luck for you for whatever you do in the future with the Seahawks. But as far as Bill, I see a lot of opportunities for Bill. A lot of oh yeah. If also apparently there are teams that if they disappoint in the playoffs, I have heard the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, among others, mentioned by name that if they disappoint in the playoffs, they are going to do whatever and just hire Bill. I've also heard the Falcons want him. So, yeah, there's some uh, cogs that have yet to turn. However, so, by the way, do the math from, like, the people we added, who we said were fired last time, to these That's eight NFL teams, a quarter of the league. Gone. Need a head coach. But... But or should I say there were eight. Now there's seven. Because as of this morning, the Patriots promoted linebackers coach, well, really the de facto defensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo. Yeah. Head coach. Justin, how, how are you feeling about this? Honestly, I'm I'm surprised by understanding why they won with this pick. He's been in, been a part of the organization the organization for quite some time. He understands how it works. The players love him. They want to do right by him. And he has camaraderie with up up top. So all in all, they understand him. They under, He understands the front office. They can work together. And they don't have to look elsewhere to find the head coaching, the head coach of the future. So good job. Yeah. Apparently, Mayo is a guy that the players can really rally around. And that's one of the reasons why they went with him. The players wanted him. You know, he's already known within the organization, and allegedly it was written into his contract that they would uh, – that he would be their next head coach. So that solves that. Yeah. And Mayo, they say, has a lack of experience, but Kraft wasn't going to hire him if he wasn't uh, – you know, if he didn't have a plan. And apparently that was one of the things, that a new head coach would have to convince Robert Kraft that he had a – and lay out, like, a plan – for offense. Now yeah. the Patriots still need a GM, as you know, Bill Belichick uh, manned both sides. So mm-hmm. we will wait and see. Wait. So there's now seven spots, seven. That that's almost a quarter of the league that needs at least a new head coach. So, so obviously, like I said, Patriots. Nope, that's done. They they've hired Gerard Mayo. And I see it as high risk, but really high reward. It could be. It's either a hit or a miss. I feel the same way about the Raiders because I feel like they're going to hire Antonio Pierce because I think. No, I don't know. I've heard that they're gunning for Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. They better not. I don't exactly. Understand. They better not. And I said this last episode, but continue. I'm sorry. I'm just glad you agree. I, it's nothing against Jim. I feel more so the fact that Antonio Pierce has like the the locker room right now and they want to play for him so if you just give him an off season with the mindset that he has and the leadership that he brings to the table he was inexperienced last year but coming into this year now that he has that experience i think he'll build upon that so let's not cut him loose let's keep him let's keep him as the head coach and keep the players happy that they actually have a head coach that they like instead of somebody that they don't like josh mcdaniels I don't understand why you're bringing in somebody new when they already have someone there. So I hope they don't. But outside outside of that, it's pretty wide open. I think the ch- Oh, by the-, the way, Justin. Yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but I believe it's worth noting that arguably the best player on the Ravens, uh, Max Crosby, tweeted out hashtag hire AP. Or that. 
Yeah, so obviously that's their coach, I would assume, yeah. right? I assume so. They better keep him as the head coach. But mm-hmm. just because a player tweets something out doesn't mean they'll respect yeah, it. I know. I know. This is the NFL. But, I mean, best player on your team. And apparently the locker room likes him too. And I said this mm-hmm. last episode, it would be the most Raiders thing to, it would. to just chuck him off. They, it's totally within the right their DNA to just do that. I hope they don't for their sake, but only time will tell. Uh, I think the next most appealing is the Chargers, but I got to ask myself, with all that talent, how did Coach Staley not be able to make it work? And I don't understand why they couldn't make the playoffs. I understand yeah. injuries, but at the same time, they were in some of these games. They could have won some of these games. Yeah, just they, didn't. they really were. Mm-hmm. And also, Quentin Johnston is not working out for me. He... By the way, I said at the time I wasn't a fan of him, but this is why. His hands. It. He's a litter. I, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, this is about but... my players. Well, mm-hmm. I see a lot of opportunity. The worst one, I believe, in my eyes, is Carolina right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you do have some decent cap space. You've got a good young quarterback to work with. But I have two words that should scare away any potential head coach. David Tepper. David Tepper. Yep, Tuck knows. Tuck knows. He is egregiously. He is egregious as an owner. And it's ridiculous. Who wants this man-child breathing down your neck as a head coach and GM? He's forced all these trades. He just can't let the organization be. And the thing is, if he was just a little more laissez-faire, then it would be more tolerable. But mm-hmm. as long as Tepper wants to keep his eye and fist on football operations, I would, if I were a coach, I would back out. Yeah. But again, sooner or later, a coach is going to take that because, you know, it's a head coaching job. I mean, you would kind of have to, I'd think. You, know, you can't go you without a to. coach. You don't have to. You can just. No, you don't have to, but the Panthers have to. I mean, you can't operate without a head coach. I don't think. Yeah, unless good. I don't know. They can have a placeholder head coach, like move the OC up to head coach, but they won't do that. They'll find someone eventually, but right now, I don't see it being very appealing. With all this being said, however, I'm gonna make this very clear to the rest of the league. Mike Mike McDonald is not available. Todd Munkin is not available for the foreseeable future. Thank you, and we appreciate your lurkingness at, towards their future. They're not available. They won't be available for quite some time. Stop asking about us. We're good over here. All right, we're we're good. We, <laughs> just you know, to- yeah, this is how us Patriots fans were forever because all of our coordinators would get poached. You know, mm-hmm. hey, talk us price you pay when you're good. Yep. But if you do want a former Ravens personnel, I uh, a personnel individual there, I, I'm blanking on the word. Wink Martindale is available. He Only is the most difficult human being to work with who's blitz happy because it's trying to hide the fact how awful his rushing schemes are. I don't think he's the worst person to deal with. I think in our situation, he just didn't want to have to deal with uh, Greg Roman's offense. So I understand it. All right, then how does that explain why allegedly he cursed out Brian Dable before resigning? That's the New York Giants situation. That's not that's not the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. Maybe, just maybe, he's a wee bit of what we call a character. Yeah, but again, Rex Ryan was a character. Didn't stop him from being a head coach. And how'd that work out for him? Where is he now? He's on TV spouting out his ill-informed opinion. That still doesn't take away from going to two AFC championship games. No, he didn't win them because Lapsed the quarterback play, the quarterback play was to be desired. But again, we move on. All right. Speaking of moving on, before we move on, I gotta ask you a question. Yeah. Where does Jim Harbaugh end up? Because at this point in time, it's looking basically like he's going to the NFL. He hired an NFL agent in Don Yee. He, you know, like the Chargers and Raiders are gunning for him hard. Where will he go? He's done everything he can for the Big Ten in college football. He's won a national championship now, the elusive title that's eluded him for years. 
He has nothing else to prove to college football. He can move up to the – I think he's going to move up to the NFL, and I think it's going to be with the Chargers, me personally. I just think that's the best place for him. I'm saying this based on him not going to the Raiders because I don't think they'll piss off the locker room that much. If they want to keep the locker room happy, they'll keep Antonio Pierce because they really want him as the head coach. But all in all, I really, at the end of the day, I do think it's the Chargers that gets them out of everyone. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to say I agree. Where does Bill Belichick go? Now that, kids, that is the million-dollar question. And if I may, mm-hmm. I do not believe he will go to the Chargers because I think that's Harbaugh's to lose, frankly. I don't think he's going to go to the Raiders because Brady's a minority owner, and he I don't think he wants Tom Brady to be his boss. So that would leave the uh, – also, I don't see Bill going to the Panthers because I don't think he and Tepper would mesh. Actually, it's not that I think this. I know they won't. They won't get along. Yep. So that would leave the Titans, Seahawks, Falcons, and Commanders. Or or perhaps there's a mystery third team who will peter out of the playoffs, fire their current head coach, and hire Bill. What do you think? You know what? I might be crazy here. All right. If the Bills lose to the Steelers in the first round, do you think they can make that call to Bill? Because they've been with Sean McDermott since 2017. Well, there's a few angles to that. Now, I believe that you and I are of a similar mind that Sean McDermott is overrated. He's he's had opportunity after opportunity, and they've just been squandered. I believe by now. It's getting stale. I believe he should have been to a Super Bowl at least one time. But at this 13 this, seconds, that is all. Yes. How do, <laughs> 13 seconds. You really let them just move the ball down the field like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but all in all, if he does lose in the first round against the Steelers, I do have to like I yeah. do have to ask the question. Yeah. I think it might be time for you to go. You better give me yeah. a I agree, and I think I actually think his seat might be getting, even though they're the two seed, I did think at one point his seat was getting a, a smidgen warm. However, I also don't think Bill would go to the to Buffalo because you know, just out of respect to Kraft and the organization, I highly doubt it. But that is just me. All right, and so maybe not. I have heard though that the Falcons desperately want Belichick, and if they draft a quarterback, my man, they are sitting pretty because that's a good team. Nine, but they could, they could trade up for a quarterback, but who would trade up? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, but no, I don't know if they'd be willing to trade back back that far if they want Marvin Harrison, but that is a, that's a storyline for another day. Well, folks, we are going to move on to playoff matchups. Tuck and I are going to make our predictions, break down the matchups and see if we can get it right. And maybe just maybe try not to be biased. (laughs) So I know you're not going to want to miss that Tuck. I can't promise it either. So don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fun Ruski podcast, powered by Power 88 Dean Radio and, of course, Secret Weapon Consulting. Once again, I am CJ Medeiros, and also, once again, with me is my good friend, Justin Tucker. 
Justin, the playoffs are here. And yes, I said it last episode, I'll say it again. In the words of the immortal Jim Mora, playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? You, you kidding me? Playoffs? Never gets old. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> here we go, kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to break it down by time slate. And, well, we're going to try to predict it. We're going to try to get it right. And like I said, we're going to try to be unbiased, but not definitely. So, kicking us off, Saturday, that's tomorrow, at 4.30 p.m., we have the Houston Texans hosting the Cleveland Browns. Justin, what do you make of this matchup, and what's your pick? This is a very interesting matchup. C.J. Stroud has turned this team around within one year. C.J. Stroud has been playing phenomenal football for this team. Nico Collins has been playing out of his mind Coach D'Amico Ryans has been an amazing head coach for them this year. My hat goes off to him, and he's a possible – he actually is a coach of the year candidate. Who am I kidding? That defense has been playing good. All in all, I like the Houston Houston Texans going forward in the future. With that being said, I can't – it disgusts me I have to go this way. It It hurts. But I really do think that Cleveland might edge them out of this one. I hope I'm wrong, but I do think Cleveland wins this matchup. Joe Flacco is playing out of his mind. He's playing amazing football despite the interceptions. If you just look at despite the interceptions, he looks elite. And no one was saying this about him last year. All of a sudden, he gets with the Browns, with the weapons that they have and the offensive line that he has. And he looks like Baltimore Ravens Joe Flacco. All in all, I that defense are is amazing. Miles Garrett find, keeps finding ways to get to the quarterback. That secondary is underrated in my eyes. That linebacking core has some speed with Jeremiah Usu Koromoa. All in all, I see this as one of the more complete teams in the NFL, which mm, infuriates me. And I believe that they will beat the Houston Texans. I think it'll be fairly close because I believe that C.J. Stroud will keep it close, but I think that in the end, Cleveland pulls it away. Now, see here. The Texans and Browns have already played. However, that was without C.J. Stroud. Now he's here, and he's an offensive rookie of the year candidate as well D'Amico Ryans has been a great coach and they didn't really have that many weapons but CJ Stroud said who needs weapons and continue to just do his own thing anyway yep and then there's the Browns I recap this I think last episode the injury bug didn't just hit them the injury bug ran them over with a Ford F-150 you know, you lost both your starting tackles, your all-pro running back. You lost some secondary linemen as well. You lost to Sean Watson, for better or worse. And That's- there's also, and you also had to play XFL legend P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, fifth-round rookie quarterback out of UCLA. And then all of a sudden, a blast from the past with Joe Flacco himself who turned back the clock. It isn't even Joey Checkdowns anymore. This man is slinging the rock like there's no tomorrow. Yep. And that defense, best unit in the league. And if not that, then top three. That being said, I think that the Texans are a bit too young, although I wouldn't be shocked if they win. I'm leaning toward the Browns. Give me the Browns. And if I had to guess a score... It would probably be somewhere in the ballpark of like 24-17 or like 27-20. I think they went by score. Fair enough. More so 27-24 Browns, but I hope they don't win. Oh, what? You don't like Chicago anymore? (laughs) I don't like Cleveland. I don't like Cleveland. I don't want Cleveland to win. But I'm picking them to win because I believe they'll win out in spite of it. 
If Cleveland somehow wins a Super Bowl, I'm going to go put Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to be fighting demons. Oh, this is no. That can't happen. We won't allow that to happen. They have to go through us for that to happen. No. Absolutely not. I would love a Browns-Ravens AFC championship. I really would. Oh, my. That means either the Dolphins or the Steelers would have to get through. Mm. Let it be the Dolphins. Let it be the Dolphins. Either way. So, speaking of which, next game, this is Saturday at 8 p.m., the Miami Dolphins are going to mosey over to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Tuck, but again I shall ask, what is your take and who's your pick? Ah, Tyreek Hill returns to Kansas City. Oh my. This is this is gonna be one of the good ones. The storylines in this matchup is gonna be good. Uh Andy Reid versus McDaniels, coaching for coaching, the offensive side of the ball, Mahomes versus Tua, Tyreek Hill versus Kelsey, that offense versus that defense. Either or. I just believe this is gonna be a high scoring game. That depends. Uh, if Jalen, uh, if Jalen Waddle is playing and they can get, I don't think he is. That's the thing. Uh, if he was playing, I'd go with the Dolphins here. But since he's not, it's only going to be Tyreek Hill. I think based on experience and this being to his first time in the playoffs, being healthy because he didn't play last year. I think due to experience, I think Kansas City wins because it's at Arrowhead instead of being, you know, at in Miami, where they should be intent. But, oh, no, I think Kansas City win, wins this game. But it'll be pretty close. Yeah. So, he's listed as questionable, but word on the street is that it might be leaning towards, like, a game-time decision. However, I do not believe this is going to be a high-scoring game. Do you know Why? Why? Have you seen the weather report for that game? No, I have not. What, what's it like? It's going to be cold. And I mean, like, it's going to be bad. Hold on. Hold the phone. Just if you look at the weather for the Chiefs and Dolphins game, it could actually be among one of the coldest NFL games ever. This is per The Athletic. and. The wind chill could actually make it feel like it's negative 20. The high is going to be around 10, and the low is going to be negative 8. And I'd like to point out, Mike McDaniel, Mr. I wish it were colder, should probably be careful what he wishes for because he's never beaten a team in a game that is below 40 degrees. Wah, wah. And but here's the thing, and the there's nothing that neutralizes speed like the cold. And say what you will about Miami, they're they're flashy, they're explosive, but flash doesn't hold up too well in the cold. Let's just be honest. And Miami, though they're talented, they're not a team that's going to out physical you. You know, they're not going to play a tight physical nose to the grindstone game. Kansas City can, and. I know what you're thinking. Oh, so they'll just pound the rock. But like I said, you have two speed backs. You have no power backs. You're not going to be able to power your way through teams. So I I think that's going to be Kansas City solely because of the weather. Without weather, I would be tilting towards Kansas City. But Miami is a little fraudulent right now as well. And they're a little injured right now. Oh, yeah. That defense is a hospital ward. I, they're going to miss Van Ginkle. They're going to miss Chubb. And I think they're going to miss Phillips as well. Oh, yeah. Phillips is gone. Yeah. And I, I don't even think they're going to have Jerome Baker for that game either. They need oh, to- yeah. It might be over. So that being said, give me the Chiefs by 10. Fair enough. Uh, Chiefs by 1, 2021. Hmm, perhaps, perhaps. So we're going to move on to Sunday. Sunday, good day for football. 
And at 1 p.m. sharp, we're going to see the Buffalo Bills host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Justin, dare I ask what your thoughts are? Bills by 30. <laughs> Bills by 30. I'm, I alluded to this earlier when we were talking about head coaching vacancies when I said Sean McDermott should be, should be gone if he loses to Pittsburgh. Let's make this very clear. Pittsburgh is lucky to be in the position that they are in. They didn't have to face a Ravens team at full tilt. Jacksonville lost, and that's how they got in. I am so annoyed that they're still here. I am so annoyed at their media team enjoying the fact that they beat us. I'm annoyed that they were celebrating in our locker room that they made the playoffs due to the mistakes of an AFC South team. I need the Bills to beat them by 30. I don't care how it gets done. This needs to happen. The Bills are winning this game. I see this happening no other way. If the Bills lose this game, Coach McDermott needs to get fired in New York. He needs he needs to get fired in Buffalo, New York. I'm done. I, I don't need any other opinion. I don't need any other. I don't need to second think this, second guess this. I need that Steelers team destroyed, dismantled. They need to be out the playoffs. There's nothing to talk about. Ugh. Now, my friend Justin says he doesn't need a second opinion, but here's one anyway. Not for him, but for you all listening. Mm-hmm. I would like to open with the Bills injury report. Bills head coach Sean McDermott has ruled out their wide receiver two, Gabe Davis, and uh, backup safety Taylor Rapp. So, Rapp injured. It's a calf injury, apparently. But it doesn't matter how, because he ain't playing. Next, corner Rasul Douglas and linebacker Tyrell Dodson are also questionable. And, uh, Left tackle Deion Dawkins and tight end Dawson Knox are apparently hampered with illness, but they should play barring a turn for the worse. So you're out your wide receiver too, and you're out a really good safety. And, you know, then you've got your starting left tackle, your starting tight end, your corner two, and one of your better young linebackers that might not play. But I assume the four will play because they're going to need an all hands on deck situation. Yeah. The Steelers have the power of what seems like cartoon logic on their side. There's always some goofy twist or some real BS that just saves them. I don't know how. I don't know why. It just happens. But at least on paper, the Bills are a better team. And on top of that, the Bills need to strike while the iron's hot. At one point, they were dead in the water, out of the playoff picture, but they stormed back, fought their demons, and got the two seed. I just think it's a battle of momentum, and you have Pittsburgh, who's slipping and sliding into the playoffs, versus Buffalo, who's confidently striding into the playoffs. I won't say by 30, but don't be shocked if Buffalo wins probably to the tune of, like, 37 to 13. Actually, yeah, that might be. No, no, that is Bills by 30. No, I, I can see it. I don't think T.J. Watt is playing because of the hyperextension of his knee against the Ravens. I just don't think he's playing. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Hold up. No, no, that's not 30. I'm sorry. I had to do some quick math there. 37-13? Nah. Either way, I, I still got Pittsburgh. Furthermore, if I mean, I still have Buffalo. Sorry. And if TJ Watt's not playing, then that pretty much removes any chance they're going to win. I'm, don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure he's not playing due to what happened to him against the Ravens, unfortunate as it is. Well, let if, me look. If the Bills mess this up for me, they got the number two seed. They should be able to beat the Steelers at home. The Steelers mm-hmm. are not a good football team this year. They By just the way, keep finding ways to win. I have the injury report. Yeah. Head coach Mike Tomlin has announced that TJ did not hyperextend his knee. He has a sprained MCL and is out. Ah, yeah. Well, That's- you don't have – well, they don't have an injured Joe Burrow, but their season is Jover. So, it, I don't know what is, to tell you. The funny thing is the Bengals still finished 9-8. and eight. 
they almost make the playoffs if they just won a, one or two more games. That's the crazy thing. And they'd probably be out first round because injuries. But yeah. it is what it is. So we're going to keep this train moving. And we see, ah, what could be a classic. The Green Bay Packers down in Dallas to face the Cowboys. I got Dallas winning this one. I got Dallas winning this one. Because they there's no reason Dallas should lose to Green Bay. I'm sorry. There's no reason. I don't believe... I don't believe that Dak Prescott should be outplayed by Jordan Love right now. Jordan Love has had a good season this year, all in all, in his first year as a starter. Got his team to the playoffs. Congratulations. But I think Dallas is the overall better team. I believe they're going to show it at AT&T Field. And I believe Dak is going to show why he was a front runner for MVP until the last couple of weeks of the season. And then – uh, I believe the Packers just don't have enough weapons to do, to threaten the Cowboys defense that much. I think Market Parsons is going to go off. I don't think they can contain him. And I think it's going to be Cowboys 24, Green Bay 20. Hmm. Now, on paper, Dallas should annihilate Green Bay. However... Huh? On paper. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, however, this is on paper. And we've all come to learn that on paper versus what, what will happen are two very different things. Yeah. Green Bay does not have the weapons. They don't have the experience, especially and if they had Rogers, I would say this is a toss-up, but I have to lean with the Cowboys. However, would I be shocked if Green Bay upsets them? No. However, I would like to issue a warning. Mm-hmm. I believe that if Dallas loses, I don't care how good they were in the regular season, they cannot allow themselves to fall into another Jason Garrett-like situation. So, it is, which is why it is my firm belief that if Dallas loses, Mike McCarthy's going to get fired. Yep, he can't lose this game. He can't yep. lose this game. Which is why I actually don't think he will. Yeah, and I would say the Cowboys are likely to win probably we'll call it 27 23 i think that's a good one uh, my thing is i believe he'll make it past this one but as far as his job security they should make it at least to the nfc championship game if he can no, they should if he can't make it there then he might get fired depending on how the divisional round goes yeah Next up, we got the re- oh, the home, the real homecoming, the best game. The Rams in prime time go into the Motor City itself to face the Detroit Lions. Ever since their quarterback swap, mm-hmm. oh man. Well, Justin, what do you think? To me, this is the headline. This is the main event. This was the matchup I've wanted to see since it was the playoff rounds were announced, since they were official. I need to see Matthew Stafford in Detroit with the Rams going up against the new and reformed Detroit Lions. I want to see this matchup so badly. I want to see how well Jared Goff will play. I want to see how good Matthew Stafford will play. I want to see how that defense does against Matthew Stafford. I want to see if Jared Goff will rise to the occasion and beat that Rams defense because of the history that they have. There's so much history in this matchup, so much back and forth between this match. I, oh, I want to see it. I want to see who comes out on top. But all in all, since it's at home, I, I really do believe it's just a coin flip game. It, I can see this game going either way because the momentum the Rams have been able to procure. I believe this is – since this is at Detroit, I think this gives them the slight nod, which is why I'm picking Detroit to pull this one out. But oh, this is a close game. This is a this is a turnover. Whoever wins on turnovers is winning this game. This is going to be a battle. I got Detroit twenty. I got the Rams seventeen. This is going to be a classic, an instant classic. I feel. Yeah, 
I tell I'm telling you, it's gonna be a classic. The Rams are getting hot, but Detroit has has been righting their wrongs. And I just think the Rams have more star power. They're more experienced. But the Lions, the Lions, I don't know what it is. They're just, they're playing angry. The Lions have a lot to prove. And, you know, even though everyone in Detroit loves Matt Stafford, they want to win themselves. Yeah. And Detroit's younger, but they're going to be playing. Like every hit's going to be a hit stick. Every catch, they're going to come down and they're looking to knock somebody over. Yeah. Every block, they're looking to pancake. So I I actually think we are in for a classic. Mm-hmm. Detroit's got to prove. Yep. That being said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. Detroit wins on a last-second field goal, 31-28. Oh, 31-28? Yep. All right. Let me now that's it for Sunday, but let's not forget Monday night football. Oh my they need this one. Sorry. The Philadelphia Eagles, long thought to be a shoe-in, to be numero uno in the NFC, are a wild card team. And they are facing the NFC South, aka the division of woe champions. Uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Justin. Uh, this is the worst thing for the Eagles right now. They should not be a wild card team. Now they have to go on the road to Tampa Bay to face actually an underrated Buccaneers team. And the one thing they don't want to do is face that team in particular because the back end of that secondary for the Eagles is a mess. Mike Evans might eat them up by himself the way Baker Mayfield throws him the ball. I believe that they'll have plenty of opportunities. I believe the Eagles better straighten up. And if they cannot stop Mike Evans, they're not going to win this game. But all in all, I think that the Eagles will win this game, pull it out in the end, even though it's going to be a mighty struggle on Monday Night Football. Oh no! I st- I think I believe in Jalen Hurts more than I believe in Baker Mayfield. I think that's what it comes down to, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. What do I have for a score? What do I have? What do I? Have? Twenty-seven, twenty-four Eagles. Oh, mm-hmm. now the Eagles. I've heard this comparison before, and I agree. They remind me of much. I don't remember the year. Or was it? The 2020 Steelers was that the year they started out 11 and 0 and then fell apart completely. Yep, started off 11 0, finished 12 and 4. Yep, going going 1 and 4 in their last five games. That's what they remind me of because the Eagles were 10 and 1. They were 10 and 1, and correct me if I'm wrong, they were 1 and 5 since you know, since there's like now uh, the 17 game season. Mm hmm. They are one in five in their last six. The wheels are coming off. The seams are splitting. You need a get right game, and this could be it. But make no mistake, Baker Mayfield might be back. Baker Mayfield might be here. Your secondary has been atrocious, specifically James Bradbury. And on top of that, oh my God, just look at. I mean, just look at, like, the pass rush. I don't know what it is. They've just been struggling to get to anyone, especially as of late. And when you have someone with the escapability of Mayfield, and he's got toys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. A decent O-line. And and an emerging emerging Rashad White. Philly has more talent. There is no denying that. But can they live up to it? I won't lie to you. I don't think they will. I I think this is going to be our first disagreement. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23-14. Really? 23-14. That, that's an interesting score. Oh, it sure is. That's why I believe it will happen. They, all I'm going to say is if the Eagles lose this game, Nick Sirianni's fired. I don't know. Maybe. It's, I don't think it's a maybe. I think he's fired. 
Because yeah. you don't you don't start off ten and one, lose one of five, and then go into the playoffs and then lose the wild card round against a nine and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. You just can't do that. Yeah. Off rip, I think you do get fired. That very well could be. We'll see if you're right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, that does it for the playoff matchups, and that should do it for the episode. Todd, yes, do you have anything yes. else to add? The most important matchups, the 49ers and the Ravens versus the dreaded bye. Oh, my God. That's a that's a thriller right there. That's an instant classic. <laughs> if now, they, can survive that, they can survive anybody. Yeah. Let me tell you something about bye weeks. Chuck, I think you're more right than you realize because the bye week, it's all about balance because either, you know, you over-prepare and you end up exhausted, right, which has happened. Mm-hmm. Or with a week off, you get complacent and you come out sluggish. It's all about finding that balance. You don't want to, you know, psych, because that's what a lot of teams do. It's a psychological thing. You know, you don't want to, like, psych yourself out with preparation, but you also don't want to completely take it easy. But I think both teams should be fine. I hope so. We Hopefully we've learned our lesson in 2019, and that – that hurt. I would think. I would think so. I would think so. We were young then. I think we're more mature now. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think we can figure this out. Yep. But that will do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on places like Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at Fumble Podcast and follow our TikTok, Fumble Pod, to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Other than that, for myself and Justin Tucker, we will see you next week. Happy playoffs. Over and out. See you.